What's up, guys? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge is the official beer of DNVR and the only local brewery that you are going to want to kick off your summer celebrations with. It feels weird to say I'm, I'm one of those people that always considers summer to be like May, but I guess, you know, technically it just started here at the end of June. So, you know, kick off your summer the right way, grab a 15 pack a 15-can sampler of Breckenridge brews that is. It's your best bet for variety. Get a little bit of Strawberry Sky, a little bit of Hot Peak IPA, Avalanche Ale, all of that fun stuff. It's just a great way to, you know, appease everybody. I'm one of those guys that kind of gets just a little bit sick of the same beer, like even a 12-pack, to be honest. Uh, part of it is I just, you know, I don't drink beer in large quantity. I usually only have like one or two at a time, so it kind of takes me a while to finish a 12-pack. And because of that, I kind of just tend to get tired of, you know, if I only go with one flavor, I just kind of get bored with it. So this 15 can sampler is perfect for people like me. It's perfect for people like you. Check it out. Uh, grab some Breck at the closest liquor store near you with the Breck Beer Locator. It takes all the inconvenience out of beer shopping. Shout out to Breck. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, we've got a little bit of a shorter episode planned for you today actually had a guest reschedule so we had to kind of switch things up here at the last second it is what it is that's part of the podcast game baby but uh, we will be back with that guest next week I don't want to say who it is I don't want to spoil the surprise but pretty excited about it definitely a Colorado media legend a CSU a supporter and alum so I think Ram fans are definitely going to be excited about that one uh, like I said we'll have that one sometime early next week <laughs> I don't know if it's really a good tease if you don't give anybody any indication who it is, but uh, whatever. Uh, we're going to be talking about the phased return to campus that is coming up for Colorado State men's basketball as well as Colorado State women's volleyball. Uh, so far, it seems to be so far so good for CSU football. If anybody tested positive, they haven't made that public yet. I don't know if they even will. That That's actually going to be one of the really really intriguing things for me with sports moving forward. Obviously, with a lot of the professional athletes, it's, it's starting to come up. But even with the pro athletes, you know, there's kind of an argument that it's, you know, like a violation of these individual athletes' privacy that it's coming out. You know, I, I don't know a ton about HIPAA, but I feel like that would definitely be a violation. You know, that medical information like that seems like it should probably be kept confidential. I guess maybe it's maybe it's, you know, unrealistic to think that way just in 2020 that something like that isn't going to get out. You know, we're seeing that kind of already with Mike Malone on the Nuggets, you know, Charlie Blackman, Nikola Jokic, Von Miller, eventually it all comes out. It doesn't necessarily come out, you know, at that exact time when they have it. Sometimes it's a month later, a couple weeks later, whatever it is, but it is just kind of in interesting to me that we're so obsessed with sports at this point that we are reporting, you know, on physical illnesses that these players have. That's, I don't know, it's just kind of weird. I guess I don't really have, you know, anything super, you know, in depth or, or deep to, to contribute to that. But it is just something to consider about, something that kind of came up here. It wasn't something that I was planning on talking about, but just kind of came up when I started to talk here. So, Definitely going to be interesting to see how that balance works. Um, 
I kind of expect most colleges to keep the individual tests confidential. Uh, they're obviously a lot more just conscientious when it comes to that kind of stuff. Part of it is probably for legal reasons. You know, they don't want to put themselves at risk, but just a, just a weird time. Like imagine if, you know, you got COVID and it was like a national headline. That'd be kind of odd, but such is life when you are a professional athlete or an athlete at a major university. Like I said, though, the phase return for Colorado State Athletics continues on June 29th. Men's basketball and volleyball are going to return to campus for voluntary workouts. Uh, this comes about three weeks after football started. Back on June 8th, you know, we talked about the other day how Boise State started at the exact same time as CSU, and they've already had to shut down their campus and athletic facilities through uh, at least the rest of this week. We don't yet have a timetable for when they plan on reopening, but like I said, so far, it seems to be so far so good for CSU. Uh, hoops and volleyball players, they'll receive examinations on the 29th of June. Assuming that they pass, they are then eligible to begin voluntary strength and conditioning activities on July 6th. So one week later, uh, you know, you come in, you get tested, all of that, do the official like nasal exam or whatever it is on the 29th. And then one week later, if you pass, you can begin the workouts. One week after that, it is they're going to begin the phased return process for women's basketball as well as women's soccer. So slowly but surely, we are starting to get these CSU programs back on campus, uh, one step closer to the return of college athletics, the return of normalcy. You know, I've, I've talked about it so many times. Obviously, a lot of things, a lot of things are going to have to go right for all of this to, you know, actually work out logistically. It's it's going to be pretty tough, but smooth sailing so far, I guess, you know, that's something to something to be excited about. I mean, at this point, that's really all you can kind of do is just stay hopeful that this is going to work out, that we are going to have sports. <laughs> it, it sucks, but that's, you know, really all, all you can do. You know, CSU is doing the best that they can in terms of keeping everybody safe, um, you know, in accordance with the pandemic planning team, local and state and federal health authorities. They're doing a variety of things. I've got uh, from the press release here, this is the same thing that was released with football, but we'll go over it again. Uh, Student-athletes will be tested for COVID-19 as part of their return to participation. After that, they're going to complete daily symptomatic assessments. Uh, prior to each workout, this will include checking their, for fever, so you check their temperature. Pretty common. I actually had to do that uh, for my eye appointment not that long ago. Even like some banks and stuff are doing it. Uh, so they'll monitor you know, temperature, other systems. They're limiting size of workout groups, trying to keep things as small as possible, social distancing. All of the exercises and weightlifting are taking place outside in the open air. That's one of the benefits of being able to work out on the concourse at Canvas Stadium. And then, you know, after that, you're just disinfecting and sanitizing the equipment after every single use. You know, I'm sure they sanitize pretty frequently anyways, but that one kind of feels like something they should have been doing anyways. I'm one of those guys at the gym. I'm wiping down the equipment before and after. Honestly, like I wash my hands all the time anyways. It's one of those things, you know, I kind of joked at the beginning of this whole pandemic thing. It was like it took a a national pandemic for people to start taking basic sanitation processes seriously. You know, I was probably kind of on that line of overcautious at least before like when life was was normal, but maybe not. You know, maybe I was just ahead of the curve when it comes to stuff like that. 
You know, I always wash my hands the minute I get home if I've been out in public. I don't know. It's just a comforting thing. It seems weird to me, I guess, that, that more people weren't doing that. Anyways, anyways, they're, so they're going to uh, they're going to sanitize the equipment after every single workout. Pretty basic stuff. You know, obviously, we're going to have to monitor this as it goes on for the rest of the summer. And then as they approach fall, we still have a ton of time until, you know, the men's basketball season actually starts. But as, as you know, it's coming up. It'll get here before we know. So moving forward, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting how CSU chooses to operate with all of this. A uh, big, big key for these athletes, you know, even if you're monitoring things pretty strictly on campus, the athletes have to accept some, you know, personal responsibility with paying attention to, to where they're going. Because, you know, as we've seen with some of, you know, LSU and some of their players went to a nightclub and then they all ended up testing positive for coronavirus. You know, if you're, if you're taking all the proper precautions on campus, social distancing, doing all the stuff in workouts, but then, you know, going out and partying in massive groups and, you know, not taking it seriously at night, you know, you're, you're pretty much going to offset all of, all of the good things that you're doing there. Now I get that it's unrealistic to expect student athletes to just do nothing but sports and school you know, they're going to hang out with friends. They're going to do things for entertainment. They're human, like, you know, you, me, or anybody else. It's it's really not that deep, but it's 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 going to take a lot of discipline and a little bit of sacrifice, I think, this year, you know, from the athletes, from the coaches, from everybody, you know, that you're just, you can't do some of the things that you normally, you know, that you would normally do because the odds of getting infected at those types of places, at a nightclub, at a bar, you know, even a restaurant, to be honest, are, it's, it's a lot higher than if you're just hanging out, you know, with your teammates. So going to be interesting. Um, I actually posted on Twitter that, uh, you know, rural schools might actually have an advantage in this regard because there's nowhere for the players to go out. You know, you look at a program like Wyoming and, and normally the lack of nightlife, the lack of things to do for entertainment up in Laramie would be, you know, a detriment to your recruiting. And I still think it is. But at least with this one very specific aspect of coronavirus, you know, it could kind of be an advantage for the University of Wyoming that they don't have to worry about, you know, their players going to a nightclub on a Friday night. And some Pokes fans took offense to what I said on Twitter. And obviously, you know, they were, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. The nightlife's great and this and that. And we've got two whole bars and a McDonald's and all this. They didn't actually say that. But um, I don't know. I just, it's something to consider. I have, I have relatives out in Kansas, uh, Graham County, Kansas, where there still has not been a single recorded case of, of COVID-19, even in June. And it kind of makes sense to me just from the fact that, well, yeah, where would you catch it? There's nowhere to go. They don't even have a grocery store in most of those towns. I mean, those are obviously much, much smaller towns than Laramie. We're talking like, you know, an entire town with a population of like 500 people. But it, it, it's a you know, worth comparing, you know, smaller, smaller towns, smaller situation, less chances to get exposed to COVID-19. I don't know. Maybe it's an advantage. Maybe it's not. I do think it will be something that'll be just kind of interesting to revisit down the line. Definitely going to talk about that with some Wyoming writers at some point, see what they think, see if I can poke, poke the bear a little bit when it comes to the lack of nightlife. 
I don't know. I just love pissing off Wyoming and Boise State fans because they're so relentless. Both are great groups of fans, very passionate, loyal to their programs. Uh, but both tend to be a little bit sensitive, a little bit on the sensitive side. So sorry if I hurt your feelings, Pokes fans. I doubt many of you are, are listening to this podcast anyways. But uh, Laramie kind of sucks. That, that's it's just my take. I wouldn't want to live there. It's boring. It's windy. It's empty. It's cold. That's about it. That That's Laramie. Cool, cool. We are going to move on here. But first, you know, the sports landscape is ever-changing, and this week is no different. Luckily for all of us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered. For a limited time, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. This week's full of action, from golf to European soccer, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered through it all. That's not all. Head to the app right now. Check out all the special odds and promotions that will be available throughout the week to help you make it rain. They're based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. That's my favorite part, personally. You know, That's kind of what shied me away from some of those old sites in the past. Just felt a little sketchy. You know, I didn't want to have to do Bitcoin or something like that. You don't have to worry about any of that with DraftKings Sportsbook. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. And like we said, they're offering their best sign-up offer to date. Right now, you don't want to miss, miss this. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. Must be 21 or older, Colorado-only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match. Each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Dope, dope, dope. Love DraftKings. Make sure you take advantage of that. Get that deposit bonus, $1,000. Use the code DNVR when you sign up. All right, the last things that we are going to talk about here on the podcast are the college basketball simulation results. For those that have not been paying attention, I was managing Colorado State through a text-based simulation uh, through heatcheckcollegebasketball.com. That is operated and managed by my good friend, Eli Betker. We've had him on the podcast, definitely a friend of the program. Just a good dude, one of the most knowledgeable dudes in all of college basketball media, and I mean that sincerely. I almost combined sincere and seriously for sincerely. It's going to be my new word, sincerely mean this. (laughs) Um, But anyways, you know, Eli's great, his site is great. The, the simulation was a ton of fun, so just going to kind of briefly go over that and how it all played out. Uh, before we do, though, Ryan Yoder, former Colorado State men's basketball player from 1990 to 1994, actually the program's all-time leader in assists, was recently hired by Resurrection Christian, a you know, dominant, dominant high school basketball program here in northern Colorado. Uh, they introduced him in person. Eddie Herz, as well as Kevin Lytle, both those dudes were obviously there, given that they cover preps for the newspapers. Uh, but I just had a little quote here from the Loveland Reporter Herald, courtesy of my good friend Eddie Hers, another friend of the program. Uh, we certainly plan on pressing and running and trapping, Yoder said. So the man-to-man press, the four-out, one-in offense, the five-out offense, where there's a lot of freedom and creativity, we'll keep that. But I'm also going to incorporate the CSU motion offense that we ran under coach Stu Morrill, as well as some of the UCLA tactics of John Wooden as well. So it will be a mix, but it will look pretty familiar. 
Uh, Reds Christian coming off an undefeated season. They do they do have to replace all five starters, so going to be kind of a tough task for him. But you know, he's pretty bold. He he talked about and go make sure you go check out this article at the Loveland Reporter Herald Eddie did a great job. I uh, just kind of talked about how you know he expects to contend for state titles right away. We wish him well. You know, Colorado State alum always want to see the the local program succeed. So best of luck to Ryan Yoder. And make sure that you go check out that article at the Loveland Reporter Herald website. Shout out to my man, Eddie. Shout out to Loveland. All right, we're going to wrap it up here. Like I said, the the heat check simulation recently finished season one. Uh, I finished 17 and 12 in my first season as head coach of the fictional Colorado State Rams. Not bad. You know, 17 and 12, it obviously isn't great. Uh, Definitely room for improvement. We went eight and eight in league play. Did average 71.7 points per game, which was tied with New Mexico uh, for the best in the league. So want to build off that. Kind of the issue, though, much like CSU in real life in Nico Medved's first season, was we struggled against big-time opponents, we struggled on the road, and we struggled at times to be consistent defensively. We only allowed 68 points per game, which ended up being right in the middle of the pack as far as the Mountain West goes, but... You know, against some of those bigger teams, it just really let us down. The, the thing that I'm most intrigued by, at least moving forward, I do return all five starters going into next season. So, you know, finished finished sixth in league play, ended up losing to UNLV in the first round of the Mountain West Tournament. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of parallels to the, to the real Rams. Uh, but at least UNLV, they did go on to win the Mountain West Tournament, so that feels a little bit better. Kind of reminds me of how, like, yeah, it sucked for CSU to lose to Wyoming in the Mountain West Tournament, but at least when they went on to to beat Nevada, you could live with it a little bit more. So look at it that way, I guess, or at least that's how I'm that's how I'm gonna sell it to myself so that I can sleep at night. Because you know what, I'm 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 t- taking all the coach cliches. I went in there thinking we could do this, we could win. We just had to play our game. Unfortunately, it just didn't play out for us. It just didn't work out. But even so, it was a great time. So thank you to Eli for putting that together. Thank you to everybody that kind of followed the results. I didn't actually write about it as much as I was hoping to just because the the pace of the season actually moved a lot faster than I was expecting and then just working on all my other projects. But I'll be better about that. Even if I don't write about it, I can just like create some graphics or something just to make it a little bit more interactive, just get the fans involved. I, don't, I think it'd be more fun if the entire community was in on it. Uh, much like what I plan on doing for the DNVR Rams all-time football team, I knew we did have kind of a temporary hiatus on that. I was planning on it being more of like a June release thing. A lot of it is going to end up being released in July. But we have released the quarterbacks and running backs so far. Wide receivers are going to drop either Friday or Saturday. Have not made up my mind yet. Still trying to create uh, some artwork for that one. But thank you to everybody that that's you know participating. It seems like people are enjoying these pieces. I'm, I honestly am like working really hard to try and make them as accurate as possible. When I first did it, when I or at least when I first had this idea for the all-times Rams team, I was kind of like, it's a video game roster. I don't really care if people like my team or not because I'm the one that's going to be playing. And then I just decided, like, if I'm going to go through all of this work, I might as well try and, one, learn about some things that I you know, didn't know already know about. I, I know quite a bit about CSU football history just given what I do for a living and, and my background with it all, but you know, you're always still learning about the programs, and that's what makes it really fun to cover a program like Colorado State that's been playing football, you know, for over 100 years because there's just so much to look at 
you know, some of the, some of the guys from like the 20s, 30s, 40s, I didn't really end up including them a ton of them. There are some guys on the defensive side that ended up making it from pre-1960, but it's just hard to, to to write about those guys. One because there aren't even a lot of people that I can like reach out to talk to about them, at least with the guys that played in the 70s, 80s and 90s, you know, there are other resources that I can reach out that I can lean on to, you know, other to other than John Hearn, the the official historian for CSU Athletics, there just aren't a ton of people that know about those players, you know, pre-1960. And so that made it tough. That definitely made it tough. But I did work really hard to, you know, make it as accurate as possible, to make it as fair as possible. You know, I tried to make it so that my personal biases didn't, you know, overshadow some things. A great example of that is the wide receiver position. You know, I've known, I've known Ola B.C. Johnson for over a decade. I've literally saw him play middle school football in Lakewood, Colorado, got to watch his high school career. He played with my brother. I consider BC a friend. It wouldn't have been fair for me to put BC on the team just because I like the guy, though. So, you know, it, it was tough. There there were some people, players uh, that I liked that didn't end up making it at all positions, not even guys that I know, but guys that I was just a fan of. For instance, you know, Gartrell Johnson. Gartrell Johnson was always one of my favorite running backs. He was he was just a beast. He's not the best running back in CSU history by any means. You know, not even close, but he was a beast in that New Mexico Bowl game back in 2008 was just oh, so unforgettable that I really wanted to put him on. I wanted to, but when you look at the numbers the, of, you know, some of the other guys or the success, the winning whatever it was, it was just kind of tar- it was hard to to go with, you know, who are you going to put him over? Are you going to take him over Capri? No, you're going to take him over, you know, Lawrence McCutcheon? No. So it's it's been a lot of fun, but it was not easy. So I do expect some backlash uh, when it comes to the wide receiver position. But hey, when you got a nickname like wide receiver, you you're not going to be able to include everybody. That's that's just the tough reality of it. But make sure you read it. Make sure you check it out. I am, like I said, you know, working hard on this and, and spending a lot of time on it. So I hope you guys are enjoying it. And depending on, you know, how this all plays out with the football, I think we'll probably do the same thing for basketball because I found a copy of NCAA uh, Basketball 2009 back at home. The The graphics are pretty rough, guys. It's that the difference between 2009 and 2012, 2013 was substantial for sports games. But even so, it, it's just so fun. Uh, beat down, absolutely beat down Colorado with CSU. The other night, and, you know, we're playing in Moby Arena and the fans are chanting, you know, warm up the bus and Dickie V is going nuts. And just what a great game. What For a college basketball fan like myself, it just, it doesn't get better than this, man. And, and it, it reminds me again, I've talked about this probably, I've had this podcast for close to a year now. We're actually cl- coming up on a year here in July. And I probably brought up the fact that I want NCAA football back like 25 times, but I think I want NCAA basketball back even more than NCAA football. I just love college basketball. I think it would be such a fun game if you had it with, you know, advanced graphics. Get 2K involved. I don't know. Do what you got to do. Get, just get these games back, man. We need them. We need them. But uh, that, that's all I have today. Shout out to everybody that listens. Make sure that you are subscribed on Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen directly on the website. Leave a review, leave a comment, like and subscribe, all that fun stuff. Uh, You know, teamwork makes the dream work. And you guys help me, you know, increase my audience for this podcast. And 
I always appreciate it. So shout out to you. Shout out to the subscribers. Shout out to the CSU fans. Make sure that you guys are all taken care. Uh, Take care of yourself. Take care of your chickens. Wash your hands and wear a mask. Word up. Peace out, guys. La, la, la.